Hello and welcome to the second episode of the For Future Reference podcast. Uh, I'm Noah, your host, and uh, Grayson, my other host, co-hosting, is right here. Say hello. Your host? Your I'm other host? Wow. Co-host. Co-host. Okay. That's side cool. ho. Side ho. St- Grayson, my other side ho. Exactly. You're implying you have more than one. Well, of course. How could I not? <laughs> all right all right so today um let's see uh they did surgery on a grape um <laughs> I thought, so we'll talk about that i legitimately thought that you had forgotten about that and that you're just gonna go right into the um right into the this day in history i thought no we're gonna talk about surgery on a grape <laughs> <laughs> so the story goes the narrative, as you will. I don't know that there's a story to this, but... I think there's a story. Let me tell you. All right. They did surgery on a grape. That's what they That's did. That's it. It's a story. That's a story. What a and story, great. Mark. So good, you could almost say it's great. Wow, what a story, Mark. Did you say grape? Oh! <laughs> I'm so mad at you right now. I'm taking all the fruit puns. Just right <laughs> off the Oh, um, you better get that out of the way, buddy. Yeah, I'm really... I'm really gonna get out of the way. No more, no um, more uh, fruit puns for you. I don't think I have any more. Um, That's good. but um, so you know, I guess we'll we'll talk about the the, the state of memes right now. Um, right now, Grayson, take it away. Uh, wait, did you want to do memes or talk about this day in history? Because I got I had stuff planned for that. All right, let's skip the memes straight to this day in history. And then, I mean, we can circle back around to memes if you're really invested in it. Not really. We can skip it. Okay. No memes today, guys. If you do want memes, though, allow me to plug you the Discord channel that is linked into the uh, linked in the description, and you can check that out. And there's plenty of memes on there. Uh, tell your friends. Anyway. Okay. So on this day in history, uh, Noah, I know you have one, but mm-hmm. the origin of species. Or well, the full title is "On the Origin of Species by Means of Natural Selection," um, and that is a book by Charles Darwin. It was published, and Charles Darwin. If you don't know who that is, uh, get an education. What are you? Five years old? Did you even go to school? Did you even learn about evolution? Darwin is the guy. He's the guy. He was big into like studying animals and nerdy stuff like that. What a geek. Yeah, so some loser named Darwin made a book today, and it came out today. So that's uh, that's today. No, he's yeah. not a loser. He's an important guy. You know, he studied Definitely animals. Is. I was saying, I was telling Noah earlier. I think that if Darwin had not uh, been so into animals and studying them and like uh, breaking down how they evolve and adapt to their environments and all that uh, silly stuff, that um, people. W- probably wouldn't want to study animals today so kind of an influential dude yeah i mean definitely i mean animals are cool you know i definitely say that animals are cool so i think it's a good thing um that he did the thing that he did it's great you know i would say that animals are cool that is a real quote by you it's pretty it's it's a yeah it's that's a direct quote (laughs) Um, don't don't verify that i would say animals are cool all it's right. pretty bold thing to say. It's bold. You're so brave. It it's so brave. 
Um, yeah. All right. So, uh, did you want to move on to mine? Uh, if you must. I, mean, uh, I don't have that much to say about him, honestly. I don't really know that much about him. Who? Uh, Darwin. Oh, Charles Darwin. Okay. Yeah, huh. do yours. Okay. So today was um, also the first televised live murder, <coughs> which was... Murder? Yeah. Yeah. Lee Harvey Oswald was uh, <laughs> murdered by... Don't laugh. was murdered <laughs> by Jack Ruby on November 24th, 1963. Um, so he was basically being escorted out of the police station, and Jack Ruby was like, I don't think so. Popped a cap um, in him, and he was dead. You know what I totally forgot to say at the beginning of the episode? What's that? Today is November 24th, 2018. Oh, today's... Yep. That's true. That's a true statement. Yeah. Um, which is why we're talking about these two things. <laughs> Uh, this better not be a recurring thing. Hopefully not. We'll get it down one day. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's pretty interesting because the one thing about it is like he pleaded innocent. Like at his like initial trial, he pleaded innocent, and then they did like a retrial. And as he was waiting for the retrial, this is this is Jack Jack Ruby. As he was waiting for the retrial, he died of lung cancer. But the reason he pleaded innocent was actually because he he said he was unconscious of the act and that he suffered from, and I'm going to butcher this, psychomotor epilepsy. So he pleaded innocent. But previously was saying that he was angry, so he went out and killed the guy. So I don't know. Seems like a nutcase to me. Well, we'll never know. There you have it. Yeah, because he died from smoking. I don't know if it was smoking again lung cancer, but you know. we will never know um, why he did what he did. I mean, it seems pretty cut and dry. He didn't like the fact that he assassinated a guy. Yeah, but I mean, uh, I just think that there's so much like mystery surrounding the Kennedy assassination that there's never not going to be uh, conspiracy theories about it, you know. Well, I mean, this is the this is the normie narrative, as I like to call it. So, <laughs> what do you? The very, there very well may be much more to uncover with the uh, Kennedy assassination. Uh, That's true. Yeah. We'll never know. Yeah. All right. So, um, music. We listened yep. to that this week, and it was not exciting necessarily. Tell me how. Tell me how you felt about uh, Maroon 5's "It Won't Be Soon Before Long." Okay, so with this album, I liked it. I didn't like it as much as their first album, but I liked it still. Mm. Um, some of my top songs were "Wake Up Call," so, uh, "Good Night," yeah, really good. Uh, "Good Night, Good Night," and "Won't Go Home Without You." <clears throat> okay. And I really did like these uh, the, these particular songs. I think that. Um, Rune 5 has this kind of interesting way of how, like, they're really, like, like, I feel like they're really intentional about their music. Like, everything's, like, really specific in their songs. Um, and doesn't seem, like, really loose or, like, um, seems just really, like, like really professionally done in how everything's really specific. Yeah. Like, I don't know, it feels like there's, like, no room for error in their songs. Um like there's just like a lot, of, like a lot of little like small like sounds and notes and, and things like that. Mm -hmm. They kind of play into the whole vibe, and I really like, I do like them. 
um, you're kind of turning me onto them a little bit here, the first two albums. Um, but uh, it, it it does have some up and downs. Like I did like how, you know, uh, in, in the song, um, Won't Go Home Without You, it's very like, it's kind of like a softer sort of like smoother song. And then it kind of goes back like in like the song Can't Stop. It gets kind of energetic and like pretty um, high energy. Mm-hmm. And I like how he kind of balances those two different sort of tones throughout the album. Um, overall, I thought it was really good. I liked the previous album better, but um, I'm interested to, to really check out their music more as I'm listening to them. I do like them. Mm. Awesome, man. Yeah, I, I remember this is one of the first albums that I really loved the whole thing. Um, I don't know if I like it better than Songs About Jane, but I like them both a lot. Um, oh, God, it's so good. Uh, <laughs> what kills me is that like it's so many different kinds of music all wrapped into one album. It, do, it does seem pretty varied in, like, in the types of music going on. I mean, you have, like, the slow stuff, um, Back at Your Door, such a good song, but, like, it's slower and more romantic, and then you got stuff like Kiwi, where they have that sick guitar solo at the end of the song that just feels like it comes out of nowhere, um, and then, uh, yeah, High Energy with Can't Stop, but I think the intro is incredible, like, If I Never See Your Face Again. That's like a great intro to the album. Yeah, I mean, I I really liked it. I think the um, I think it definitely had a good mix. That's the one thing that I feel like with a lot of music, like with um, like Dan Arbeck's work with um, we talked about last week, the um, the the Arcs album, it it, it all kind of blends together a little bit. Uh-huh. And I think that Maroon Five do a I think they do a good job with like their albums and mixing it up. I think in this album more than their. Uh, their first one i think they do mix it up a lot more in this one mm-hmm. it doesn't really you don't feel like you're kind of getting tired of the same same old same old i think they mix it up probably more here than they do in the previous one this one is more of like a like a rhythm sort of change that, that, that varies throughout the um the album and i think the first one was more of like a narrative change that kind of changed throughout the album but i really liked how um yeah it really it, it changed a lot of the um the, the tones of the music and you know higher energy and more of like a romantic love song um so i liked them i did awesome man cool all right and so you listen to uh dan arbeck's keep it hid yep. <laughs> uh he's talented he's good it's harder than i i don't like this album though why not it's all over the place man yeah just he can't like i don't know i I think individually the songs are really good but they all start it's the same problem i had um last time you know on the last podcast you know it was just like some songs were so similar and like i think the lyricism was really good the writing was really good but just the arrangement was just droning I found myself getting bored several times listening to the album, um, which is sad because I know that like he probably put. I hate giving like 
not good reviews to albums because I know how much work people put into it, but it doesn't feel like he put a lot of work into this one, you know? Yeah. I mean, I can see that. I think that he, um, I think he probably put more work into his second solo album than he did this first, yeah. but I, I do really like his first, you know, keep it hid just because of how, um, it seems very organic, whether or not there was like an, you know, a considerable amount of work, like a little work put into it. Yeah. I think it seems very, it's very true to his style. I would agree um, with that. Yeah. yeah. Like whether you like it or hate it, I mean, that's pretty much him, his mm-hmm. style. And I mean, I really like the style. And I think if you don't like the style that much, you're probably not going to find a lot of enjoyment in it. I really um, didn't. So, <laughs> yeah. I well, mean, like, I don't want to like uh, be dishing your guy here, you know, but yeah. No, I mean, it's, you know, you kind of take it or leave it with him. I think that uh, you, you really kind of love him or you hate him. But um, yeah, but I mean, I, I mean, I love the black keys, though. I think they're great. Yeah. I don't know why you don't like them because the black keys, they're they're um, their first stuff was pretty, pretty similar to because this this yeah, one has. I don't know, but like it's just different. It's just different. I This feels like I couldn't really get into it hmm. you know, I, th- I just feel like there was so much more of a collaborative effort put into Black Keys whereas like the musical arrangements are a lot more memorable like this just feels kind of all over the place you know yeah I think that uh, Dan Erbeck is probably his best when he's working with other people mm-hmm. um, he did uh, produce um, one of my favorite artists Haney uh, Al-Khattab he produced his second album mm-hmm. um, and it, it was a considerable um a considerable increase in, in uh, everything about you know his first album. Um, yeah, Haney Okatab's second album was a, you know, a huge improvement. I think that had a lot to do with Dan Erbeck. I think he's really good like producing music and being like a collaborator, that, you know, as opposed to just being a solo artist. So I think that's probably where he really shines. Even though I I do like his his solo stuff. Yeah. Well. That's my uh, that's my review. Uh, I guess some songs that I was into was uh, Streetwalking was pretty good. I really loved the uh, I think the intro track Trouble Weighs a Ton. Um, that was really interesting to me. It was very like personal. It it, it really was, and I, and I like that song a lot. It's really um. good. Um, just him on the acoustic guitar, you know, with a little bit of, a little bit of uh, finger picking there, and yeah, I think it was really good. It was really intimate, you know. Yeah, I feel like he, he does do that with this album. Like he gets pretty uh, organic. Oh yeah, oh yeah, and and I like that part of it, but I just think that the musical arrangement is so just repetitive it is kind of it does kind of drone on I'll, I'll give that to you um yeah and i think that's that's probably you know uh par for the course with dan mm-hmm. um i think that um yeah I, I really like um whispered words that's probably my favorite on the album um i, I really like that one. Remember that one uh it's just it, it has like really good like I don't know how to describe it but it has like really good like um sweeping up and down uh i guess kind of rhythm but um yeah i don't know that the, the problem is i don't know terribly too much about music to really describe it accurately um <laughs> but yeah I, I don't know i really like this album i, I like his work 
and you'll probably be hearing a lot of them. So get used to it, bud. Cool, man. Cool, cool. cool. Alrighty. So out of ten, what are you thinking? Oof, gosh. <laughs> I'm. Dre- I was dreading this. Um, no, yeah, I'm totally gonna let, let get, get you to get a score there. Five. Five out of ten. I think that's being generous too. Just because I think he's a really good songwriter. Yeah, I think his 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 lyrics are probably the, the best part of this uh, album. Yeah, he's a great songwriter, and the lyrics are really good. So I'll give it a five out of ten for me. And that it sucks telling you that because I know you really love him as an artist. <laughs> I feel really bad. No, I, I appreciate the honesty. Yeah, but uh, that's me, man. What would you? Uh, I I I think you've didn't uh rate on your uh, scale the maroon five album yeah so seeing as i'm doing the letterbox yeah um, yes you standard and your, you and your letterbox standard uh, i'm gonna apply just to music from now on um actually i'm gonna apply to everything how about that the um box standard yeah maroon five i'm gonna give it a three and a half uh three and a half out of five which i liked it um that's pretty much if i give it a three and a half that means i liked it uh and i I think it would have been a um, like I think the previous album I gave like a four because mm-hmm. I because I really like that one, um, but this one I, I enjoyed it. Um, not as good as the first one, but I, but I still did like it a lot. Cool, cool man. All right, so uh, let's move on to our next topic here. That was music. Thank you, Noah. Let's. Uh, what have we got here? Well, I've got a few things. What what did you have next? Um, I can run through. Do you want to run through a couple movies that maybe you and I saw separately, and then uh, after that, dive into Scott Pilgrim? Sure. All right. Um, I'll go ahead and start. I did get a chance to watch um, The Grinch. Uh, it's a. Uh, I'll go ahead and give you the Rotten Tomatoes. It's sitting at a fifty-six on Rotten Tomatoes, which I feel like is pretty ac- pretty accurate. Um, I'm giving it a uh, two and a half. Because, <laughs> yeah, two and a half out of five. It's uh, it's okay. It's like maybe a little bit above average. Um, it just to me felt like a pretty pretty copy paste cash grab um, by by the uh, Illumination Studio because yeah. you'll you'll know them by their uh, their their many uh, works on the Minions and Despicable Me movies. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and um, gosh, I just had such a bad taste in my mouth for Minions. Um, that it, it, it kind of distracted me, honestly. All I could think was, is like, man, this is, the, the animation style is just, it's completely ripped from, like, the Minions. Like, you're half um, expecting a Minion to pop up. Oh my gosh, yeah. I would I would not be surprised. You know, I bet there's probably, like, if you, like, really scan for it, there's probably, like, a Minion toy <laughs> in in the movie. I bet, I, I'd probably, I'd put 20 bucks on it. Um, but yeah, the animation was, like, okay. It's just kind of reeking of the Minion movies. Um, there's nothing really interesting about it. Uh, it was Cumberbatch doing the Grinch. I think he did an okay job. Really? I still love Jim Carrey. I didn't. Know yeah, I couldn't really peg his voice. I was listening to. It, I was like, this sounds so familiar. <laughs> um, but yeah, I looked it up. It was, it was, um, it was Cumberbatch. I don't know his first name. Benedict. Benedict. Yeah. Um, and I think it was his, a... <laughs> his real name is Beneficial Cucumber. Or there's a good possibility of that being the case. Benicio del Cumbersnatch. Oh my gosh. That's... <laughs> That's something else right there. Um, and so was this movie. It was definitely something else. Um, something else that was just 
like everything else basically it was just cash grab i didn't really like it terribly too much it's fine now let me ask you though why would you go spend money to see the grinch i'll tell you why okay this is why this this is why i did that uh because i went to a lovely place called the goochland drive-in which i i will happily give airtime because they're amazing um owner super great there they have some of the best food it's like a dollar for a hamburger and i eat a crap ton of food whenever i come because it's amazing and um i have a little story actually about the sponsoring um, this episode by the way no they're not but they're amazing uh and they should yeah exactly next time i go i'll talk to him about it because um he might uh, he might be interested anyway um i went because it's a great experience and uh, i get to park my car and eat an absorbent amount of food and watch a movie that I don't really care about. <laughs> so that's why I went. That's why I went. Um, and they don't really, they didn't really have anything else planned. The other was like the other choices were terrible. Um, but yeah, so I, I watched that. Did you watch anything? Uh, no. Okay. I, uh, well, well, yeah, I mean, yeah. But like, I wasn't planning on talking about it. But I guess we can. Yeah, if you want to talk about. It. Yeah. So I saw. Actually, today I watched the Dirty Dozen. How was that? Really good. I couldn't name a single actor except for Jim Brown, the football player who used to be the on the Cleveland Browns. Um, he was the only guy who I knew in the whole movie, and it was really, really good. It was an excellent World War II movie, and I really liked it. And <laughs> that's about all I have. Yeah, I, when did it come out? It was like 60s or something. I don't know the exact... I have, see, I wasn't planning on talking about it, so I don't know. Let me do a quick just... Google search here. All right, I'll vamp. Um, I watched two other movies. I watched Halloween Resurrection, which in my notes I put bad. Um, okay. And then in, uh, I watched Halloween H2O. 1967, uh, by the way. Nice, 67. It's okay. only got a 7.8 out of 10. You know what? That's actually pretty fair. What is that, IMDb? Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. IMDb... Uh, they, you're not really going to see a lot of high ratings on there. It's a pretty good movie. I liked it. 86% yeah, of Google users like this movie. Hmm. I don't care about Google users. <laughs> hey, I use Google, buddy. I'm I'll have you know I'm a, I'm a Google user. I'm a Google, Google user. I use Google. Well, I'm more of a Bing user because in like 200, <laughs> 200 more searches, I'm going to get my free Amazon $5 gift card. I'm a Googler. I'm a Googler. I Google movies. I Google right. my movies. What do you do with your movies, Noah? I watch my movies. I don't Google my movies. <laughs> I Google my movies, man. I always make sure to get the Google user review before I, <laughs> before I watch a movie. The, the see, most accurate uh, man, I don't really care about. Reviews. I don't really care about critics. You know, I'm not really a big critic guy. I don't check out IMDb. Yeah. I don't check out Rotten Tomatoes. I'm a Google user. I'm a Google user, so I only trust other Google users. I don't know that I'd really trust a Google user. Now, if it was a Bing rating, hey, if they Bing rating for movies, I'd trust that. talking about me here. I'm a Google user. You don't no. trust me? Bing is where it's at. Bing is where it's at. Google looks all done with its stupid, mouth. stupid colored fonts. <laughs> I want to go on Bing. I want to see uh, turtle migration patterns while I'm trying to look stuff up. That's what I want to see. Turtle migration patterns. That's what you get with with Bing. You learn something. Okay. They do have pretty backgrounds. They do have really pretty backgrounds. Pretty did, great. Did you know they did like a points program where you get free, like you get points? Dude, I just, I'm just telling, telling about that. Free stuff to redeem yeah. uh, 
uh, free stuff with your points by uh, literally binging anything. Yeah, I've already gotten like five uh, Starbucks and Amazon gift cards. I'm about to get another one. That is such a cash grab. It's, uh, it's not amazing. a cash grab, Let- but a user grab, you know? Oh, it's ama- it really is, but it's great because I like their search engine, plus I get me some gift cards. Every time I go to log in, it says, please sign in with your email address, and it's it's my email at gmail.com, <laughs> and I always feel, like, dirty or something typing that in. I'm like, ooh, I don't no, think not they like this. No, they're like, ah, all right. We'll, we'll slow his bandwidth down. We'll take you. All right. Um, it has okay, 91% cool. on Rotten Tomatoes, by the way, the Dirty Dozen. Yeah, R- Rotten Tomatoes is usually... I usually trust Rotten Tomatoes over IMDb. Um, 91 but, on Rotten Tomatoes and 7.8 on IMDb. That's a bit of a difference there. Yeah, but I kind of come to expect that. That's usually how it goes. Uh, Rotten Tomatoes is pretty volatile as far as going up and down. Mm. IMDb usually stays pretty steady between like 5s and 7s. Yeah. Alrighty, um, so I didn't. Uh, so under uh, Halloween H two O, put bad, uh, both bad. All right, moving on. Um, That's it. That's all you wanted yeah, to say. Yeah, I didn't really. They just gosh, the Halloween Resurrection is just such a joke movie. <laughs> it's just, it's. I was laughing way more than I was scared. I don't know if that was the intention or not. I really don't. H two O was better. Um, I didn't hate it. It was just not great. Mm. Um, I don't know. I feel like. Halloween, there's so much there that you can do, and um, I don't know. It was not, it was not amazing. But <clears throat> alrighty, let me see. I did see, I did see a really good movie, *Stars Born*. It's fantastic. Okay. Loved it. Highly recommend it. Um, not really a fan of that kind of music necessarily, but I feel like the story and the performances is it, they really grab me. Is it country music? I haven't seen it. It's like southern rock. It, ha- it leans it leans into country a little bit, um, and I don't. I, I actually like southern rock and sort of outlaw music. Yeah. Um, but I, I'm not too big into it. Like I, I love Johnny Cash. Johnny Cash is amazing, um, but he really fell into like folk and rockabilly and rock and roll and country. Like he fell into a lot of different categories. Yeah. Um, but this seemed it seemed pretty like country rock kind of country. Um, yeah. And. Uh, I thought it was really, really good. Cinematography was really good, especially with the stage performances. I think they did that really well. Um, I think the um, the overall performances, as far as actors and actresses go, I thought that was really well done. I had no idea that... Um, that uh, What's the guy's name? Bradley Cooper. Bradley Cooper, thank you. Yeah, I had no idea he could sing. And uh, Yeah, he's very multi-talented. He seems to be. He's, he's, he's very good. Um, Lady Gaga, I was kind of surprised because I don't really know much of her work, but she I'm was really good. I'm pretty sure it's pronounced Lady Gaga. Mm, I'm not so sure on that one. <laughs> I think it is. Lady L- Gaga? Yeah. Alright. Well, I'll go with it, I guess. Um, but yeah, it's really well acted. Very well written. I mean, I know it's a copy of another movie. Not really a copy, but... Mm. Um, but yeah, it's really good. I enjoyed it. Cool, man. That's good to hear. I uh, I'll probably see it soon. And by probably, yeah. I mean probably not, because okay. I don't get to go to the movies that much anymore. That's that's a shame. Yeah, I miss it. Well, maybe we can go and see them. Look, man. <laughs> you listen here. Mm-hmm. That'd be really fun. <laughs> all right, sounds good. Let's do it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> all right, did you want to uh, jump into Scott Pilgrim? Yes. 
Okay. My God. Um, first of all, I would like to express my frustration at the fact that uh, Amanda, your girlfriend, would not give this uh, movie a, a chance. She was asleep half the time, really. I know. And that's sad because there were a few jokes that I was excited to. I was like, oh, I wonder if she'll think that's funny. Yep. Nope. I like a light. <laughs> well, she's been from, she's been suffering from like sleeping problems, so I don't hold it against her. That's fair. Yeah. Well, I'll I'll make her I'll force her to watch it some way or another. Oh, okay. I mean, I, I... it wasn't it <laughs> didn't have a malicious intent. I'm just saying I'll, I'll just I'll, get, I'll just watch it. it. All right. I'm not going to hey, pull their eyes hey, open. Man, hey, um, hey. Unless she doesn't watch it, then I'll have to resort hey, to that. Anyway. She's your girlfriend, man. You do what you want, you know? I'll do me and you do you. Okay? You do you. All right. <laughs> um, but yeah, okay. So um, I loved it. I love this movie. And uh, I, at first I was like, I don't really want to watch this again because I just, I just watched it the first time mm. last month. I, I like, watched oh, it for the first time last week with my friend Jeremiah. Seriously? And, yeah. And oh man, so good. Loved it. It is one of my new most favorite movies of all time. I I am not even exaggerating that. It is one of my new most favorite movies of all time. I love it so much. No, I I don't blame you. I really love um uh, who's who's the director again? Is it Edgar Wright? Edgar Wright. I really Edgar love this Wright. Oh, sorry, I said that while I was yawning. Yeah, anyway, he's really good. Um, and um, some of his other movies, um, Shaun of the Dead, Hot yes. Fuzz, yes. and Baby Driver. And I really, really like Baby Driver initially. It's kind of lost its edge on me a little bit. But um, Really? But as yeah, is I don't know. I feel like... Kevin Spacey is a boy toucher? No, I'm actually totally fine with that. I have no problems at all. What? Really <laughs> what? <laughs> hey, he's, a, he's a kitty diddler, man. I mean, you know. You can't say that right. stuff. Um I'm just kidding. No, I don't I know that know, much about him. I want to know whose idea it was to put him in a movie called uh, Billionaire Baby. Boy, Boys Club. Oh, boy. That Billionaire Man, in Boys retrospect, Club. that's pretty funny. Didn't that movie um, make like six bucks in the box office anyway? I don't know. I didn't. I'm not too familiar with that movie. The Spacey Curse. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I liked his, I liked his acting. He's a good uh, actor. He's yeah. a kitty diddler, uh, though, so that kind of cancels it out for me. Yeah, maybe just a little bit. Um, but no, I don't know. The, I felt like the right, like the script, this, like the um, the dialogue in that movie was just really like bad. I don't know. I rewatched the it. Baby like, driver. Yeah, it's just so like cartoony and just hard to like. Bro. Jamie Fox plays such a realistic character, though. No, absolutely not. Um, Are you and kidding this is coming- me? This is this is coming from somebody who loved this movie initially. Like I loved this movie initially, and I'm like, I've seen it probably four times now. Yeah, I've seen um, it about four times. Yeah, and it, in the dialogue just kept getting like, okay, this is just this is just cartoony, um, and I kind of get that it's cartoony, but mm. I don't know. I, I found myself not liking it more and more. Um, I still really, I still really like the movie, um, but I do have a lot more problems with that than I do something like Scott Pilgrim. I love Scott Pilgrim. Fair enough. I can't fault right. you for that. But anyway, so Scott Pilgrim is amazing to me because it um, it's just so like 
it's well done all across the board. I think it's it's one of those things where um, the cinematography is fantastic. It's written so well. Um, the special effects are great. Um, the animations and um, pretty much everything about it is done incredibly professionally and really, really well. Yeah, it, it does have a very, very polished feel. Like, everything is just super, um, super well done. I completely agree. Um, I don't know. Did you want to talk about it for a little bit? What, what you liked and what you didn't like? Sure. Um, so, I liked... Uh, I liked pretty much everything. <laughs> <laughs> um, some things I didn't like... I feel like a little bit of the humor didn't age that well as far as the, um, like the cute Japanese cutesy stuff. I feel like it's a little cringe, you know? Yeah. I felt like that was a little bit cringy. I didn't, I mean, but you could maybe make the argument that that was the joke maybe, but I don't know. It wasn't, no, I don't think so. I think at the time that was, uh, specifically catering towards internet subgroups and people who were super into anime, you know. Um, yeah, it, this movie definitely does make fun of subgroups pretty. It's so good. Yeah. It makes it's fun really of good. everything, and I love it. I love that it is able to make fun of so much. Even itself, yes. at one point in the movie. Yes. Um, with, with all the fourth wall breaking and stuff like that. Amazing. And it's so good. Um, I love it. Yeah, I think that some of the humor maybe didn't age well, but I think that overall a lot of it was was really funny. Um, like I love the scene where Aubrey Plaza's character, her like she's like just hurling obscenities at Pilgrim, and her mouth is just like bleeping, mm-hmm. like keeps bleeping itself, yeah. and he's like so confused at the fact that she can even do that, and it's um, I think that's hilarious, and it's just like another way that this movie, and then. There's that other scene where um, Knives is talking to him. She's like, I've never kissed a boy. And he's like, I haven't either. <laughs> and it's just, it's such, the the, the jokes are so well written in this movie. Um, it's so but yeah. And uh, I was looking up like just some interesting facts about it. Apparently uh, Kim, Kim's the drummer, right? Yeah. Apparently she only blinks in this movie like once or twice. What? Like her eyes are like locked open. Yeah, that's nice. And and I can totally like recall like her having this weird face about her, like she was just so like something off about it. And I think that's what it was, is because she like barely ever blinked. I don't know if that was intentional or not. I didn't really read that much into it, but gosh, it's so weird. Just really weird little details that he puts in these movies, uh. which I really like. Like the um, there's like a lot of foreshadowing of the exes. Oh yeah, and uh, like he has that um that patch on the shoulder, um, X-Men patch. And then like the, um, the snow, like the snow paths, there's like, they, they go on an X and then there's a swing set. And the, this is a shadow that, um, that the swing set makes is like an X. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of foreshadowing. I really like that about it. Um, and then with, um, what's his name? Um, guy who plays Captain America. What's his name? Chris Evans. Chris yeah. Evans is, is foreshadowed in the, uh, the TV with his roommate, which was pretty great. So um, yeah, and his character was really great. Apparently, those are also his, like the stunt doubles that were in the movie were like his real life, like his actual stunt doubles. Oh, for real? Which, yeah, which, I mean, it would make sense, right? That, you know, the stunt doubles in the movie for the actor 
that will be the stunt doubles for the actual actor himself. Um, but yeah, I gosh, I love this movie. There's just so many little details that uh, that he puts in here. It just seems so like meticulously crafted. This whole the whole movie. Oh yeah. Um, That's one of the reasons why I love it so much because there's you can tell there's so much time and effort put into it. You know. Yeah, he seems to be very specific about stuff, and you would really like Hot Fuzz if you like this. I mean, it's you know it's Edgar Wright, but um, all his movies do kind of carry that same sort of like really, really specific, you know, intentional movie making where everything's like super. Like, there's all these weird little Easter eggs and and like and things that he's you know put into the movie that you would you know with every rewatch you kind of like notice more and more and more, and I really like that. It really gives you something to kind of come back to, honestly. Yeah. Yep. I agree. I agree wholeheartedly. It is a movie that is fantastic in pretty much every way. And I think that I will always love this movie. And I'll show it to all my good friends who haven't seen it. Yeah, I I, I highly recommend it. Um, Also, I like how there's like little like Zelda sounds in the beginning. Yeah. That kind of cracked me up. Um, Like the 8-bit intro for Universal. Oh yeah, yeah, that was really good. Um, but um, there's also like, are you familiar with the artist Beck? A little, yeah, I, I know um, some of his music. He's featured in a lot of uh, Edgar Wright movies, mm-hmm. um, and he actually wrote the song Ramona for the for the um, which I don't remember. Does it, does it, does he ever actually add lyrics in that song? Mm-mm. Uh, <laughs> in the end credits. In the end credits, more. that's right. Yeah. Yeah. So Beck wrote that one. He also did. Um, he composed a lot of the music for Sex Bomb. Oh, um, awesome. Yeah, and he even I think he even performed the music for um, for their thing at the uh, where they did the Clash or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, he actually performed I think the uh, Sex Bomb's music. Um, so he's pretty uh, pretty big portion of the movie was uh, like Beck's. Uh, like he had a big role in that, which was really good because I like Beck a lot. Yeah, he's great. Yeah, he's he's done a lot of a lot of really good music. I still uh, find myself humming where it's at every now and then. Is that a Beck song? <laughs> no, Noah. <laughs> of course, it's a Beck song. Yes. Well, I'm not. I didn't know about that one. That's like one of his biggest songs. Are you kidding me? Yeah, I don't think I know that one. Wow. Yeah, I just. I like his um I'm trying to think. He did a I like the song Deborah and that whole album and then um I only know a couple of his albums, so I probably missed that one. That's fair. Alright. Um I wanted to talk a little bit about something that's very near and dear to my heart. Uh huh. Makes me very sad to say. Okay. My RuneScape account got hacked. Oh no. I lost Days and so. I lost a stack of uh, about 3.8 million gold, and uh, I've been having to slowly gain it back through alchemy, and it really sucks, because I worked really hard to get that money. That's tough. It is really tough. Well, I'm here for you, buddy, anytime you need it. I appreciate it. I might need a shoulder to cry on. Possibly. I'll be right there for you. Um... I don't really know that much about RuneScape, so... That's okay. You know, all that matters is that I got friends who are there for me. 
It was very traumatic. Yeah. I went to open my bank account and I couldn't find it. And I was like, where's my money? And there was nothing in there. And I looked you, and I looked and I looked and I looked and it wasn't gone. It was gone. Can't you just spend real money to get that back? No, they don't have uh, in-game. They don't have real money purchases. Wait, you're telling me they don't have microtransactions? There are no microtransactions in Rune. It's not a real game if it doesn't have microtransactions. <laughs> Apparently if EA not. Taught me days. anything. Yeah, if gaming has taught me anything, it's that microtransactions are the game. <laughs> they make the game. They really do. Um, that's sad. I'm sorry about that. When are they going to have oh. a video game where you just buy nothing and that's the game? Like there's no microtransactions or there's no It's in-game just economy. the whole game is microtransactions. And you're not buying anything. You're just pressing the purchase button over and over. Mm-hmm. And it makes like interesting colors. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know about that. I'm sure there's some indie game out there for you that's that's just perfect. It's called Don't Spend Money on This Game. And, like, whenever you spend money on it or, like, make, like, a $5 donation to the game, it plays, like, a little light show and, like, some neat noises. And that's Mm -hmm. it. That's a really good idea. I feel like the internet is so stupid Mm -hmm. that they might actually spend money on that. That's what I was about to say. How much is it on Steam? Yeah. How much is it? (laughs) Where can I find that? Well, it's it's free, but there's some microtransactions. Yeah, there's one or two. It unlocked portions of the game. Yeah. Interestingly, it was a it was an indie game that uh, that EA promoted. Oh. Might be something. Hey, yeah, that makes sense. Yep. Yeah. Makes sense. All right. So, what is uh, to to wrap up Scott Pilgrim? What's the uh, what's the rating you got on it? Uh, nine point eight. Nine point eight. Wow. Okay. Close to a close to a perfect movie there. Yes, sir. Hmm. Alrighty, I'm sitting at a, a four and a half, which is um, something that's basically I love this movie, but it's not quite a masterpiece. It's just it's teetering. I got you. It's really. I good. think it's a masterpiece of film, but that's a really that's a controversial opinion. <laughs> Well, controversy is uh, is the name of our podcast. No, it's not. I thought you were going to say it's your middle name. No, mine. Uh, well, I'm not going to give out my middle name. Oh. Yeah. Is it I'm not too trustworthy. Is it danger? Nope. I Definitely not that. But you can't guess mine. I don't actually think I know your middle name, so I probably could have. You don't know my middle name? How many years have we been friends? I don't know. Honestly, this is, this we had... is really disappointing to me. Do you know my middle name? No. <laughs> I thought you did. Um, yeah, it's uh, uh, give me just thirty seconds here. Do not go on Facebook. I'm not even on Facebook, so you probably won't be able to find it. Yeah, why would I? <laughs> Um, well, I don't know. I don't actually have any social media. Um, oh, I do know it, yeah. You, you, you figured it out? I know your dad's middle name. Is that weird? What's my dad's middle name? Wesley? <laughs> yeah. Why do you know my dad's middle name? <laughs> I don't know why I know that, Noah. Did it pop out of your head, or did you look that up? 
I did not look that up. It just popped into my head. That's funny. That's really strange. I probably saw it on the internet somewhere. I know your dad's big into Facebook. Yeah, he's a, he's a Facebookaholic, so he's I wouldn't a, be surprised if it was on there. He's a Zuckerbot. <laughs> That's what I call adults who are obsessed with Facebook. Oh, boy. Zuckerbot. Yeah, Zuckerbot. That's pretty good. I, I like that. Um, Must consume social media. They got a pretty good marketplace now. I'm kind of sad because I don't have it now. Because I kind of see like a lot of stuff. Yeah. Like he'll send me marketplace stuff, and I'm kind of kind of wishing I had one now because I of wanna, that. I want to buy a uh, Xbox One off there. Yeah, more. I, I'll I'll normally do Craigslist with that sort of thing, but I'm kind of I'm missing it because they probably have some good deals. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. Um, did you want to move on to another thing? Yeah. What you got, buddy? Okay. So <clears throat> let's see. Um. I did pick up Fallout 76. Oh it's boy. pretty, uh, pretty controversial. This can of worms, huh? This, this can of worms right here. Um, okay, gosh. so we, ta- we talked about our concerns last podcast and how yeah. we thought it was going to go on release. And I, mm-hmm. I would dare say that it went about how we thought it was. It probably went about how we thought, yeah. Like very, I, I mean... very, very mixed. Yeah, like basically fifty. Well, I don't. Even, it's probably more than that. I think that more, most people probably don't like the game than do like the game. Really? Yeah. I mean, I have a, I have Metacritic pulled up, and it's sitting at a, a two point nine user. Um, oh my and the, god! Yeah, so it's not good. Um, and the the actual critic score is fifty five. <laughs> and that's so that's mainly that's mainly people who are mixed. So we got three positive. Five negative, eighteen mixed on the critic reviews. That's so I'd say crazy. that's that's leaning more into the negative than it is the positive. That's crazy. And it's kind of insane for a Bethesda RPG to hit something like that. But mm. you know, the game that it is, I'm not surprised. Um, so I'll give you like my initial impression. Okay. My initial impression is this: I can't wait to play it in a year. That's basically my initial impression hmm. because. It, I think it's pretty accurate because I think that in a year, this is probably going to be an awesome game. Um, right mean? now, it's okay. What do you uh, mean? Like, it's given me very much No Man's Sky vibes where it's like, it released, it was crap, and over the next couple of years, it's gotten a lot better. Like, it's No Man's Sky is actually like a really enjoyable game. They just released another update the other day. Yeah, well, let me ask stuff. you, though. What, when was the last time you and I played No Man's Sky since our last session? Um, yeah, it's been a while, and that's the thing about that game is, I basically just play it whenever the updates come out, and a new one came out, so I'll probably really? jump back in. Yeah, there's another update. Um, is it big? So, it's not the biggest one, but it has like a lot of visual and like planetary updates where you can. There's a lot more variety in planets apparently. All right. Um, and there's also like new like enemies and um, flora that like like there's I saw on the trailer like there's rocks these like rock. Almost like um, Dune style sandworms, but they were like rocks that would like swim around the ground, which is kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know. I, I enjoy that game, and I think that's gotten significantly better since it first released. And I'm kind of feeling the same way with 76. Like in a year, it'll probably be good. And honestly, for the PC, it'll probably be better in less than a year because of the modding. Because I've already I already have a couple mods on it. Um, really? Yeah, they've been pretty quick to to put some out. Are because they to install? 
Um, not really. I almost feel like they're easier to install than the Nexus way. What? Which I'm sure will change because I only have a couple in. Like I have like a better inventory one in, and I have a like plans glow one, and then I have like a um, I have a better um, camera one because the Fallout Fallout like Fallout Four and Seventy Six both suffer from the stupid problem where like in third person when you're like aiming down, like when you're aiming in third person, you just see the back. You just see the back, <clears throat> the back of your body and this dumb arm piece, like like dumb armor piece on your shoulder. So you don't even see the gun. So they made a mod to fix that. And I put that in and I put a better inventory management because basically what they did is, it, it's pretty lazy. Like there's a lot of lazy things that, that I can totally tell are like super like um, just thrown together. Like, the inventory system is basically no different than Fallout 4. But they have a lot of different mechanics involved that have now made it annoying with stuff. Like, they have a food meter and they have, like, a water meter. And now, whenever I'm playing it, I'm like, all right, well, I want to drink some water. And I have to scroll through and figure out what would give me water, what would give me food, and then what's going to give me health. So none of those are sorted. So you just have to scrounge around in your inventory. And basically, you just have to scroll, like, do your scroll wheel and look to see what would, like in the corner, what would increase whichever thing you're worried about. And that's the best way to find it, unless you put a mod on, which I did, which makes it a lot easier. That's but crazy, yeah, so it, it's just like a lot of shoehorned in features that I'm not crazy about. Um, but yeah, so I would say their initial impressions are, are pretty accurate, if not worse. Like, I think the, the game probably came out worse than, maybe a little bit worse than I thought. Yeah, man. I mean... What can I say? That's all. Uh, that's what I've heard. Yeah, I, I think there's a pretty, pretty much the consensus is that it's not good, <laughs> which is a shame because I, I love Fallout. I'm a huge Fallout fan. Probably one of my favorite games is Fallout. Yeah. So, I don't know. It's a shame. I got a lot to talk about on it. Can we just dive in? Yeah. All right. Um, so, a couple things. Um, the camp system is kind of interesting because you were in Fallout 4. Where they would have like the, you could take over settlements. Yeah. Maybe cleared it, oh, and then you, you know I thing. know about Fallout Four, dude. Yeah. Just look at my library. Look how many hours I got on that. Five, five fifty right now. Dang. Yeah, I think I'm sitting around like three hundred on that. Um, I'm at five fifty with Fallout Four. I think it's my. No, it's not the most hours I have on a game because I have um. Six hundred and fifty-six on uh, a different game, but we won't wow. get into that today. <laughs> yeah, I think I, I think my my first highest is probably Dirt Rally, but that's probably my second highest. Um, but yeah, I, I I enjoy the crap out of Fallout Four, and I think the whole I love the um the settlement system where you could yeah, take too. it over and then and then kind of build up, kind of stake your claim in the world and, and kind of build up your area. Mm-hmm. And I did I like that gameplay loop where you you'd go out, you'd fight stuff, clear stuff out bring back materials, build up your settlement more. That was amazing. I thought that was an awesome gameplay loop. I agree. And uh, it does not transfer the best here. Um, one thing being the case is where your inventory is minuscule. Like, you can't put that much stuff into it unless you spec into the strength tree, which I have. So, because you basically have to. Um, and then you have, like, these stashes... So if you go to like any sort of stash, it always has your stat like it always has your stuff in it. Yeah. Which is kind of cool. I like that feature. But it's like limited to 400, like 400 carry capacity. Huh. 
So so basically, like right now where I am in the game, I can't walk. I'm completely over encumbered. I can't dump anything into the stash. And I can't place down any other things because I don't have the plans for them. So basically, I'm stuck with all this stuff. And I'll have to like do this tedious chore of like turning through my inventories and trying to like get rid of stuff that I don't need, compare things like if I need this or not. And it's just made it like so much harder to play the game because I have to get through all these chores to actually enjoy the game. Um, so it's kind of been a nightmare, that aspect of it, which I think they said they were going to maybe improve, but I don't know. It's it's kind of a disaster at this point. It doesn't take too much away from the game. It just it almost prevents you from enjoying it to some degree because you can't really enjoy it um, because you have to like do this, the, these chores to try and sort your inventory out so you're not over-encumbered. Um, so yeah, there, there's that whole aspect. The glitches are pretty bad. Um, I mean, that... <laughs> That's kind of a Bethesda game, you know what I mean? Mm, like, yeah. like you're, it, it comes with a with a whole mess of glitches that you have to handle. Um, what have you so, walked into so far, glitch wise? So I've been games crashed twice um, on <laughs> me, which is great. Um, let's see, I've had some weird ones where like um, world objects just wouldn't spawn. So I'm like walking around and there's just stuff floating, which is. I didn't really ever get get that in like Fallout or anything. I mainly got. I guess I'm just getting it now because it's like online, I so things will spawn. Four. You got it in four. I never really yeah, had that problem. Tons of times. Yeah, so I don't know. I, it's. I guess it's kind of different from everybody. Like everybody gets different ones. I got one where like my character, like like certain like graphics on your screen will stay stuck there. Mm-hmm. Like I was over encumbered, and then I dumped all my stuff in my uh, stash, and then I was still over encumbered, but I could run. Yeah. And then there will be times where I'm over encumbered, but I can sprint. And then there'll be times where, like, I'm over encumbered, but then the bar will go up and down just sporadically for some reason. Like, the, your, your uh, action points bar will go up and down sporadically. Mm-hmm. So I have no flipping idea what's going on with that. That's kind of a disaster. Um, and it's really poorly optimized. So it's basically like, you know, you, you walk into this place and then it just starts like lagging. And there's all these lag spikes, which is kind of. I guess because the world is so big and it's loading chunks and it's online and it's a 20-year-old engine. So they, they thought that was a good idea to you know stay with the, the 20-year-old engine, which, mm-hmm. gosh, they just need to get a new one. Like, they really just, they just need to get a new engine because um, it's, it's, it's not, you know, the best to make an MMO off of. Um, but, yeah, so that's kind of, that's kind of my thoughts on that. Uh, I can run through kind of the rest of them. PVPs basically doesn't. It's not even there. Um, uh, the whole perk cards. I actually like the perk card system. So basically, the way the perk, perk cards work is like, when you level up, you get the opportunity to pick a new perk card. Um, and then from there, you basically have this whole uh, stack of cards, and depending on how level, like if you're level eight in strength, for instance, you can put eight perk cards in. Oh. Um, and it's kind of I kind of like that. Um, so it's kind of made it interesting because you can swap in and out basically. So you can have like a super leveled up, you know, crafting perk. Uh-huh. You can swap that in when you're crafting, swap it back out when you go into combat, which is kind of cool. Oh, I got you. Um, yeah. And I think the map is pretty awesome. I think, uh, Appalachia is really, really well designed. I think it's a beautiful map. Um, I wish they would actually figure out how to do grass because the grass does not look that great though. Mm. And I think that's one of the big optimization issues. Um, do you want to talk about the vets, the vet system? Not really. <laughs> Not really. It's a joke. It's bad. Um, 
And actually, this is interesting. So they have like a they have a microtransaction marketplace thing, which is a shame because yeah, those are terrible. Um, do you know how much um, one square of um, like flooring is? Like a, like a different like shade of flooring is? Do you know how much that is? What do you mean? Like like basically, you can buy um, like you can buy different um, skins and stuff. Yeah. You can also buy different things for like your 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 camp, like you can buy different types of doors and, and stuff like that. Like basically the plans mm-hmm. to them that you couldn't find in the world. It is like eight bucks if you want to buy like a different type of flooring. That's eight flipping dollars for one. That is the most terrible thing I've ever heard. It's insane. It's really insane. And you can, yeah, and you can earn it. Like you can earn the credits in game, and it's not terribly <coughs> too hard to earn them. But it's just absurd to have like. Like a different color square floor. It's like eight dollars. It's insane. That's terrible. Yeah, so it's um it's something else. There's a lot of problems with it. I, I can't wait to play it in a year. Um I'm gonna just keep playing it because I'm enjoying myself, but so yeah, you I think come one enjoying it. I am enjoying it. There's a there's a lot of negatives that I have with it. But the main gameplay loop of is it's still pretty similar in, since it was in Fallout Four, where you're you know you're going out, you're clearing clearing stuff out, mm-hmm. doing some quests. The quests are not half bad; they're not as good as they used to be, but they're not half bad. Well, there are no so human I'm, NPCs. Yeah, which I think but, is a, a a big um a big problem. I think they definitely need to put NPCs in at some point um, because it's pretty dead. It's a pretty lifeless dead world without NPCs. Um, so I don't know. I, I I'm I'm liking it. I'm enjoying it far. Um, I have a lot of problems with it mm. that hopefully will be resolved. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It, it, it's it's hopefully going to get better um, because it's in a pretty crummy state right now. A couple a, cu- a couple updates have come out which improved it. I think it's a little more stable now. Optimization is a little bit better. It's still optimized terribly, but I think that's just because of the engine being twenty years old. So I don't know. I don't well, know. we'll see. I'm. Uh... I'm going to be able to upgrade my computer about in a month here, so uh, then maybe I'll be able to run it at max. Yeah, I mean, I can run it at max. It's just, it hiccups. Like, basically, it's going to hiccup any any other time you play the game with, you know, but more RAM or even a better graphics card because it's it's got that problem where Fallout, like, whenever you walk into the city, it just it just gives you all these terrible, like, gives you this terrible frame rate. Yeah. Um and that was pre- that was present Fallout Four. Like I max settings, no problem. Running around, perfect sixty frames. Walk into a city, it dropped down to like forty five. And then we get a little bit better, and then it dropped down to forty five. And that's still here. I don't know if that's really going to go away with really anything. I would um, get as low as twenty. Really, twenties? Wow, yeah. that's that's bad. Um, and that's base yeah. game, no mods. Really on yeah. Xbox One. No, yeah. Oh my gosh, the uh, Fallout Four on on the console was a joke. It was so, it was so bad. Yeah. Um, the frame rate was terrible. Uh, that's why I didn't get it because I, it's it was just it was just terrible. It worked great on PC. I no, never yeah, really it, had any problems with it on PC. Yeah, I, I had very minimal problems with it on PC. I mean, when I put mods in, yeah, it's sort of like, well, but to be fair, that game was kind of made for PC. Yeah, I mean, it definitely was. I think the fact is, if you're gonna put a game on a console, console, I think you should just make it better optimized. Well, see, that was my big issue with seventy six. I was like. Okay, everybody here is saying that it's hor- uh, horribly optimized for PC. Where was the disconnect? Because Fallout 4 was 
stupendously optimized for PC. It was it was made for PC, you know. And and where did that change? You know what happened? Yeah, I think it was just that the the change to multiplayer was really what what gave it so many problems because what I feel like is um, it, it's just not the, the platform is not made for multiple like there's like a dozen a dozen or two players on one server in one world. I don't think it's really built for that. Yeah. Um, I think it's just built for single player um, and 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 not having to deal with different instances of stuff um, on different mobs and things like that or containers. I don't think it was built to, to instance multiple um, versions of that for each individual player. Um, so I, I think it's just, they, they really, I think the engine is really where they went wrong with that. If they want to do um, an MMO version of Fallout, it should change the engine because it just can't support it. I think that's where the optimization problems are really coming from. Yeah. Um, and it's, it, gosh, there, there wasn't even an FOV slider. Really? And Yeah, and I don't even know how much, I don't think there's really been, was, did they have an FOV slider in Fallout 4 for PC? No, you had to adjust it through the... Uh, Ionize? Through the... Um, oh, the uh, console, console command. command. Or through the yeah. Ionize. Yeah, and really, I don't really have a problem with that, except for the fact that, I mean, Bethesda games have been, PC, you know, mainly PC games for a long time. Yeah. And I still, I think the absence of a FOV slider is, is terrible. I think there's a huge absence of settings. Um like just it, it just looks kind of funny a lot of times like the game looks a little weird looks a little off and uh, it just feels a little bit like a console game where they have the F- fov locked at like 70 and you, you have to go into the INIs and you have to create a custom ini mm. to actually to, to actually get some of your settings back which is just weird to me like That's you can't enable annoying. yeah like you can't enable uh enable or disable god rays like you have to do that with a custom ini and you can't um Enable or disable depth of field without. You can't disable going in. God rays. No, you can't. You have to create. I turn those a custom... off all the time. I well, I love God rays, so I don't really have a problem with that. But um, I, my computer can't take yeah. it really. Yeah. So I mean, yeah, you should you should have an option to change it. It's the most bare bones setting section I've ever seen. Like it's it's terrible. Um, and for it being a um, a PC like it's supposed to be like a PC game like it's Bethesda. It's a, it's Fallout should be a PC, well optimized optimized for PC, and it's just not like it. It feels, it, it's really like, it just feels like it almost. What it feels like is a console game that they ported to PC. That's exactly what this game feels like. Yeah, and that's that's travesty to me for being a, a you know, a Fallout game. Well, I'm probably gonna buy it here tomorrow. Um, you sent me the link that's showing that it's on sale. Yeah, I mean it's. I think that's kind of a marker of like how this how this game's going when it's already it's already on sale for mm-hmm. like super cheap. I loved um, Fallout Three and Four, man. I think the story and the lore is incredible. I've I still have never played New Vegas. Oh, New Vegas is great. I love New Vegas. I've heard it's um, uh, like a ten out of ten for a lot of people. Oh, it's it's really good. I just picked up all the DLC too, and I was gonna play it. But I put a bunch of mods on it, and it made it basically unplayable, and then I gave up, and then I stopped playing it. <laughs> um, which is kind of like my Fallout experience, where I would get really into it, and I'd be playing it, something break, i try and fix it, spend an hour doing it, and I'd be like, ah, whatever. Yep. Um, which is kind of a shame. Fallout experience. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
But and I kind of wish they would just do a remaster like they did with um, Skyrim. I play the crap out of that. Dude, that'd be if they remastered so awesome. it, like like really like a Fallout um, Fallout Three remaster. Oh my gosh, dude, that would be amazing. It would be really good. Like if they just if they just did everything in the in the Fallout Four like um, grade engine, I'd be totally fine with that. I would not. Um, I just would want a graphical remaster. Well, I mean. I I I would I like to say I'd be fine with that, but I think they would just I think there'd be so many um like weird little problems. So I, I would I would love it if they just did it in like the whole like the way they like the same way they did uh, Skyrim special special edition. They basically did it in like the Fallout. They didn't do it in the Fallout engine because it's all the creation engine, but it's like the same caliber. Um, yeah, as but Fallout it was 4. just it it was only a graphical upgrade. Well, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Mainly like graphical, but I guess trying to fix some of the bugs. Yeah. Because, I mean... Fallout still New did. Vegas Special Edition. Yeah, Fallout New Vegas or Fallout 3 Special Edition. I would... I would, Gosh, I, I would love to have those. Because mm. I think those games are great. Well, to be fair, Fallout New Vegas came out in a time where other games looked way better than it. Oh, yeah. Way better. So, I mean... They really need... They really, really, really need a graphical upgrade for that game. Some there are some mods that do it, but yeah, I yeah. I, I, well, the problem is, is the game is so old, mm. and, and and like you know, my PC is it's newer, and I have like a GTX 1070, um, and I have you know Windows 10 running. It's it's just gonna have a problem with all that that new hardware and software, and. Um, yeah, a graphical update would be great because it's <laughs> like the the hardware and software has evolved way past um, catering towards games that old to where it, put, trying to put mods or even trying to run it it gets problems. Um, yeah. So yeah, I think it's I think it's definitely due for a uh, special edition. I agree. I I would love that. I'd probably buy that all over again. You know. Yeah, definitely. And I mean, I think they, they you know they put. Um, Put Skyrim on the Switch, and I, you know, oh my gosh. what? <laughs> I just, I just can't with Skyrim, man. <laughs> I love Skyrim so much, and I, I actually, I just created a new character the other day, and I love it so much. But why are they releasing it over and over and over again? The money, man. The cha-ching. That's why they're doing they're it. They're not even making that much, are they? <laughs> I don't. I bought it. You know, I have it on. Um, I have it on PC. I bought it on PC twice, and I bought it on the Switch. You have a Nintendo Switch. Yeah, yeah, I have a Switch. I didn't know that. We've talked about it before. No, we have not. We definitely talked about it. I have never heard you talk about the fact that you have a Nintendo Switch. Well, you heard it here, folks. Is it any good? Yeah, yeah, it runs pretty well. Um. I, I think the Switch controller is a little... Like the one that comes in the box with the Switch, uh-huh. like the two Joy-Cons, and then you fit it into the the, the piece that's kind of like a regular controller. Yeah. I don't think that's really that good of a way to play the game. So I bought these like little things that go on the um, the joysticks, and it makes it a little bit better. Because the joysticks are really sunk in, so like it doesn't have that much room to like move the joysticks to yeah. where it actually will like be responsive, and you can be really... like specific about how you're doing it it's basically just like 
you just click it over and then just the screen goes. <laughs> so so that's been a little bit of a challenge. I didn't play too much. I did play a little bit and uh, I enjoyed it. Um, it runs pretty well and I think they can do a um, I think a Fallout 3 remaster, put it on the Switch. I think that's all like hotcakes. And on the PC, of course. Yeah, I don't know, man. Uh, I guess it it depends. I it uh, I ugh, Bethesda. I mean, man, they're so it, frustrating, it, but I love they, them. They're so really much. frustrating. If they if they just stopped trying to make different uh, Skyrim ports and maybe took a little bit more time on this game, I think that I think that their community would be a lot a lot happier right now. I saw a meme the other day that was like the episode of Spongebob with the kid crying about the pistachio ice cream. Oh, I and saw they're that like, too. we want multiplayer Fallout. And he's like, okay, here you go. And it's Fallout 76. And they're like, I hate this game. And they're like, then why did why you did ask, you ask for, it? for it? Yeah, I feel like that's definitely it. Um, I mean, I feel like that meme is pretty accurate. Like, I think, I think most people would wanted it I, I had heard it from sources i think most people probably wanted the um like like a skyrim multiplayer like i think i heard more about Dude, that than it did fallout elder scrolls multiplayer exists already but they're making mm-hmm. a mod right now for skyrim and skyrim special edition that lets you play multiplayer we should try that out actually yeah, I'd be, I'd be down for that. Um, it's but from I, what I've heard, it's really hard to install. Yeah, I think I looked into it once, and I was like, that just seems too confusing. Um, because I because I think I tried to do that at one point, but it, it was in a really really early stage. Um, but yeah, I think it probably worked. Honestly, uh, Skyrim makes more sense to me than Fallout, just because Fallout, like the VAT system, was so integral in the Fallout games. Stops time, slows down time. I don't understand why they decided that this would work in a multiplayer setting better than a Skyrim game would. Yeah. Because in Skyrim, there's, there's no slow-mo, really. Hmm. I mean, there's like those finishers, but you can just cut that out. They weren't important. Yeah, but Fallout relies so heavily on VATs. Yeah, because the, uh, the gun the gunplay in the, in the Fallout games is terrible. Yeah. Finishers I mean, in Skyrim are just randomized. Yeah, it's basically like the um, the sniper game. What's that game called? Sniper Elite. Snip- yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, like it's basically the same as Sniper Elite, where you could. I mean, they were like amazing in that game, and um, uh, a little bit different because they were kind of integral in that game too. Yeah. But, but uh, yeah, they were kind of you could take them or leave. In, uh, in Skyrim, and I think that would just fit the, the multiplayer platform way better than a Fallout game would. Well, Elder Scrolls 6 is in development, so... That and Starfield, which I'm pretty excited about. Yeah, uh, we'll see. Yep. Hopefully they I mean, they're build, probably... I, if they don't build an entirely new engine for Starfield, I might give up. <laughs> Until uh... I buy the game, inevitably, when it comes out. I've given up on Bethesda! buys it immediately <laughs> yeah no that's i'm in the same boat i'm done with bethesda the, these bugs aren't funny anymore and i will pre-order any <laughs> game that comes out the first day uh, um, yeah actually i didn't even play the beta for 76 because i was like it's just gonna be a broken piece of trash when i when i when i log on i was like yeah and you that's were basically so excited for it when we talked about it i was um 
and I was I was contemplating it, and I was like, is this really worth spending sixty dollars right right now? And I think I made the right decision by just waiting because it just it wasn't worth playing because it was just a piece of garbage. You spent sixty on it. Yeah, I bought it from Bethesda.net. All right. Um, and I guess I'll have to make a new character when you start because I'm already at pretty high level, level level sixteen. Wow, that's so high. Yeah, it's really not. I think There's I one Fallout Four characters like level one twenty eight or something. <laughs> I think I got up to like 70 or 80, but I didn't get that. I didn't get up to like 100. It's pretty absurd, but I keep downloading more mods that open up new areas. And so I can keep leveling. I And the enemies still level with me. Dang. I was about to say, I don't know what you're doing to get that high. Where where did you uh, where did you set up base in Fallout 4? Everywhere, man. Like on my main account, all my settlements are like just huge. Tip, everywhere. Tip top? Yeah, it takes me like 30 minutes to load into any location. <laughs> oh my god. It's it, it's not 30 minutes, but it's a long time. It's probably at like 2 minutes. See, I took a different route. Like with Fallout 4, I I built up a couple and then I was like, "Can't screw this." I looked up what the biggest settlement was cuz I don't really like the whole like the I I appreciate the system where they have the Brahmin that goes between bases or whatever. Um but I was like, I don't really want to like set up that many bases cuz all I cared about was really like Focusing on one, so I went to um, the island, which was the biggest one, and I just built that. I built that place to like to crap, man. I had like barriers around everything. I had all these huge defenses. Um, oh, I had, me. I had, I had basically, I had to change the um, the build limit so that I could build like a little city, like a little town hall, and all these different things. Um, and there was like a like a, a slums place, and then I had like a huge uh, barn, and then my house, and all this different stuff. And I basically just built that whole place up. I just skipped doing all the other bases because I didn't really care for it. And um, anytime there was it was attacked, it was like five seconds, and then like all the uh, the enemies were taken out. Um, but uh, yeah, I really enjoyed that aspect of all four. Yeah. Although the ba- the bases in um, seventy six are super small. Like your camp area is really tiny. It's not big at all. Yeah, that's what I've heard. It's kind of a shame because I enjoy that that whole building aspect, and they've kind of taken it away because it's so tiny. Yeah, they do have um, public workshops though, which are kind of interesting. I thought they would be kind of like a way that you could make your camp sort of permanent, but it's not. It's basically like a king of the hill type scenario where you 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 hold it, you get the resources, and you kind of get out. Which is a shame because they're they're pretty big building areas, but. Yeah, they uh, they disappear as soon as you leave the map. They're like instanced, just like per session, basically, which is kind of lame. I don't know. I got a lot of problems with it. Sounds like a jumbled mess. It kind of is. I mean, that's kind of what I come to expect from Bethesda at this point, but I'm a little bit sick of it. Yeah, I hear you. Well, I have yet to see it myself, so maybe we'll talk about it again next podcast. Yeah, maybe we can uh, offer up maybe a little bit more for it. Because I haven't really played with anybody. Yeah, so... Which is kind of the big aspect of it. I'll probably buy it tomorrow, and then we can play a little bit if I'm not exhausted (laughs) after work. (laughs) But, uh, yeah. So that's that. uh, There we have it. We'll revisit that at a later time. Um, Definitely. Alright, so what else did you have? Um, 
I haven't really been playing anything else besides that. Um, Fair enough. I don't really have too much else. I don't actually have anything else to talk about. Um, I did have one political thing. I don't know if you want to do that or if you had something else in mind. Uh, we can get into it, man. What you got? Okay. Um, I just put, this is kind of old news, but I felt like it was worth sharing. Um, okay. So the whole Avenatti thing um, has been pretty interesting. I don't know who um, this guy is, by the way. Okay. So he was the, um, I don't know if I got the right phrasage, right? I don't even know if that's a word. But he was like the lawyer for Stormy Daniels. Oh, yeah. Which is the... Uh, that porn star that supposedly had sex with Trump? The actress, yes, that supposedly... That he, paid, that he supposedly paid to have sex with? Yeah, I'm kind of like this. What What is the point of paying at this point? Because uh, I wouldn't have sex with Donald Trump for free. No, no, no. He, <laughs> he didn't, it wasn't a prostitute situation. He paid her off to not say anything. Oh, he paid her off to not say anything. Yeah, he didn't pay. I don't think he paid for it. It wasn't prostitution. He he had sex with her. And then he paid her off not to say anything. It was hush money, my understanding. So I don't yeah, get... Yeah, because he, he cheated on his wife. Yeah, but it was going to come out anyway. Like, that's the what I don't understand is the idea that, you know, oh, this is going to, you know, I can make it go away. Like, when it, like when, when has it really ever worked? Like, when has hush money ever worked? Uh, that was pretty dumb on his part, in my opinion. But yeah, I think I mean, anybody who cheats on their wife is kind of an idiot. So I mean, yeah. I, I lost a lot of respect for Trump with that, more than probably anything else that he's done or said. Yep. Um, just but I felt... He's just another rich scumbag, man. Yeah, I mean, he, he's done... Uh, you know, politics aside and his policies aside, I think he's kind of a, he's kind of a, um, Douche. he's kind of a douchebag. Yeah. He's yeah. a little bit of a douchebag. Um, I like his policies and stuff like that. that. That's all, that's all fine and dandy. Um, but yeah, he's, you know, kind of a little, little scummy cheating on his, uh, cheating on his wife. Um, yeah, but you know, but I don't think we like, put him in, you know, he's always kind of been known as a womanizer. Like all of his wives have been like models and actresses or whatever. All of his girlfriends and all that, you know. I don't know, man. But yeah, I mean, he's not the most. <laughs> I, I mean, I I wasn't surprised. Um, I lost respect, but I wasn't really surprised, honestly. Yeah. Um, but then he basically what what ended up happening is she, you know, she talked about it. Um, she uh, told the uh, the press about it, and um, there's lots of descriptions of his um, family jewels, which was you know interesting mm. Uh, mm. To, to hear. You know, the president's penis being described as a mushroom. <laughs> uh, I surprise word. I mean, I guess this is politics now. But um, this is I, it. This is this American is politics. This is it. Yep. Um, and so anyway, he he ended up. Funny thing, he ended up calling her horse face, which is just like it. Make it just makes it even funnier to me. Um, <laughs> it's, and it's like just a, it's this is like an episode of always sunny in philadelphia i was just thinking that it, it really is like oh my gosh i mean trump's frank obviously well um, yeah of course he's frank man who else could be yeah. frank reynolds yeah exactly um but yeah i, I paid I, you that money to be quiet <laughs> yeah and then, and then she went quiet um but anyway back to to avenatti yeah, basically he was yeah, basically, th this Joker is apparently um, 
her, her attorney or whatever. I, I could care less. But um, apparently he was one of the, a vocal person in the whole the Me Too movement, the Believe All, maybe not necessarily the Me Too, but the Believe All Women um, sort of idea that's been uh-huh. uh, pushed in the media. Why do which, people care about him, first of all? Um, because he, he's lawyer to a porn star. I yeah, love I that. I, I love. I love that. Um, that that's like an admirable job these days. You know, like uh, if he were to like run for president of something, because I know that he's like joked around about that, or maybe he was serious. I don't know. But if he were to like run for president, and they'd look at his credentials, <laughs> yes, I was an attorney for a adult film actress, a real professional, buddy. Yeah, I mean, you know, there's nothing but professionalism uh, on his resume. I'm sure that Um, he's, like, a legitimately good lawyer, you know? No, I'm sure. Of course. But at the same time, like, dude, you're a a porn actress's lawyer, dude. I mean, come on. Yeah. Grow up. It's pretty funny. And and, and the fact that um, I think he he did a video about how, you know, he was like, oh, the Trump, you know, you know, the day our president, you know, called someone a horse face, a, a strong female, a horse face. I don't know. I'm making that up. But basically, he was he went on about how sad it is that Trump has called this lady a horse face, which I'm like, you're taking a completely different approach. I would be laughing. I'm, I am I laughed my head off when I heard that he called her a horse face because it's hilarious. Don't you think that there have been like sex scenes she's probably done where guys have called her a lot worse things? I mean, well, yeah, that's I, that, what I don't understand is how she's paraded as, you know, like a feminist. Um, is that is that what feminism is now? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, it's hot garbage, but I'm I guess a, that's included dude, now. Man, I'm not. A, I'm not. I'm not in on it. I'm you're not a. You're not a woman. <laughs> I I Grayson Perkins am not a woman. <laughs> Okay, so you wouldn't you wouldn't be able to understand her, so you shouldn't make a comment because of your toxic masculinity. I, mean, I don't I don't know, like I, I don't mean it like that. I just mean like I don't know, dude. It's I don't really care that much because it's all ridiculous. I, I think it's pretty ridiculous. I, I the, the the one reason I bring this whole thing up is just because of the pure joy that uh, that graced my face when he was accused of abuse. Um. When he was such a huge proponent of the uh, "believe all women" thing, or whatever it was, and uh, in his response to the allegation, saying that uh, that it was like a farce or something, that it was set up, and how he he didn't do anything, and it's just well, let me tell <laughs> you, dude. The majority of super hardcore male feminists who are super into this third wave uh, feminism stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, majority of the dudes that I've met seem like okay kind of guys. You know, maybe they they're a little, little on the, uh, a little on the weird side, and that's all right. But you know, sure. they're, they're every, everybody's weird. You know, yeah. I'm a weird person. But like, what I what I mean to say is that a lot of the time, guys who are getting accused of. Uh, sexual abuse and physical abuse and uh, harassment and stuff like this are very huge proponents of uh, activism as far as like feminism and stuff like that goes. It's a whole wolf wolf in sheep's clothing type deal. 
I think a lot of the times predatory guys do it so they can get in there and they're like, oh yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna get so many chicks because I'm such a hardcore feminist, you know? Oh, I'm like, it's just kind of pathetic and sad, you know. So I think it's uh, I think it's definitely not surprising to me. Um, I mean, look at Harvey Weinstein, dude. He was a huge, he was huge into like the third wave feminism movement and like uh, a really huge supporter of uh, the DNC and liberalism. And, you know, while I don't think those things are 100% connected all the time, um, I think that, uh, that the current Democratic Party has in a lot of ways sort of inspired this uprising of the me too movement and, um, and, uh, third wave feminism. And so because of that, the things are associated quite a lot. And so, I mean, it was definitely a wolf in sheep's clothing situation. They're doing it to get in with these women. They're, um, they're contacting them. They're uh, getting to know them through all these different activists, uh, uh, things and it's just sick. It's just sick. It makes me sick. Um, it's and what really gets me is that why haven't people learned by now? You know, when you got a super creepy guy at some parade march who's stalking you, um, at some women's pride march and he's being super creepy, like, <laughs> I mean, come on. You know, and what do you expect? He's going there because you're there. He's going where the action is, you know? And yeah, I mean, it. Predator. just like you say, def- definitely wolf in, in sheep's clothing. Um, you know, they're, they're really only doing it. it. It's They're just doing it for their own their own gain, their own agenda. To think that, you know, uh, all these men, you know, that are prominent in the Democratic Party <clears throat> are not doing it for personal gain is, or, or even, you know, in, in Hollywood, for if they're not doing it for personal gain, you know, it, oh God. I don't know why Hollywood they're just the such worst, a, man. You know? it, it really, it's the worst. It's, and <laughs> while I love, I love like the opportunities that Hollywood gives to filmmakers, I also think that it's, man, like there's too many whispers for it to be a coincidence that multiple people say that there's like an underground sex ring in Hollywood. It's too many oh, people okay. saying it for it to be a coincidence. I wouldn't be surprised if there was. I mean, that, you know, it's so jacked It's kind of a conspiracy theory at this point. But, you know, at the same time, it's not, it wouldn't be surprising to me. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure there's a lot of things. I mean, you know, people, people just break the rules there for for personal gain and uh, on both sides. Um, And it's, it's a wild west over there. Well, a lot of, yeah, I mean, a lot of the most prominent filmmakers of the golden age of film, you know, the twenties through the, through the forties were really just womanizers. A lot of them had a lot of, uh, sexual abuse that they did. They were kind of, um, uh, 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 how do I, I'm missing out on the word, but, uh, they were just kind of scumbags, you know, guys like Howard Hughes, like he was he was pretty bad man like he treated women terribly um you know he took advantage of them he used them to get sex appeal for one of his movies and you know he was making a lot of money and he was a really smart guy and he was an inventor and kind of a genius but he was kind of a scumbag too you know 
Yeah, I mean, I'm not too familiar with them, but I, I'm not surprised. Yeah. Um, and I think that you know that you know I, I'm a huge fan of uh, Arrested Development. I know you are. Yeah. And uh, I think uh, do you do you know the name of the the older guy that plays in the show? You know who I'm talking about, yeah, right? Yeah, I know exactly who you're talking about. Yeah, apparently he's kind of in that same vein where he, like, I can't remember exactly what happened, but there's something that happened on set where he was just being really, like, verbally abusive to um, the lady who plays uh, uh, Lucille. Really? Um, yeah, and I'm like, I can totally see that because, A, he's older. He looks B, the type. He, he does. And I think that sort of thing, like, <sighs> I don't know why, but like, like Harvey Weinstein, he looked the type. Um, what's his name? Um, the stand-up that would um invite actresses in to his uh, what's his name? Oh, uh, Louis, his Louis name. C.K. Louis C.K. Yeah, like I mean, he looked the type. I mean, did it, did people think that he wasn't weird? I don't know that he was a woman abuser though. I think he mm. was just he's uh, just super gross. He's just kind of a sicko. Yeah, or he I, was I into some you know he was into some weird stuff or something. You know, he's just sort of a grossy. Yeah, guy. and and I really think that um, like people like people kind of people in you know in Hollywood, I think they knew that, um, and and I think that's just kind of the thing. And the fact that it takes so long for this thing to you know these things to come out is, it's it's a problem on a lot of sides. I think one being ob- very obviously the person doing it, Louis C.K. being gross, Harvey Weinstein being gross. I think they're huge. You know, they're obviously the problem, and I think that what contributes to it. Just when people kind of turned a blind eye, just because of that, you know, the idea of you know that oh, that's just Hollywood, that's just how it is, or that's just how you get ahead, or all these yeah. different things. And I think that's, you know, I think that that's a problem on both sides, and I think that, um, you know, it's not really going to get fixed until until kind of right, like right now, like it's kind of scary to be like, you know, an executive at this point with yeah. all me too. I mean, you know, watch I think you that. Say, man. You really do, and I think it's, that's a it's very... A, it's a blessing and a curse, you know? Yeah, I I think it's done a lot of good. I think it really has, because, you know, it makes people scared to do stuff. Mm. And I think that's a good thing, because Absolutely. I think there's a lot, a lot of guys who would, you know, be wanting to do stuff like that, and that, that's kind of, you know, scared them away from it. I think that's good. I think it's also scared normal people away from just being normal, which I think is, you know... Yeah. Like, I think guys are afraid to just, you know, talk to women on the phone or and I can't corroborate any of this, but I mean, yeah, I mean, it, you make a like a offhand sexual joke. Yeah, and I would die. and, you know, you, you just got to be careful because someone could take that as really inappropriate and you can get like written up at work or worse, get fired, you know, I, I yeah. so it's just uh you know, it's kind of scary. It's a scary time. I think that's done a lot of good. Blessing and a curse. Bad. Yeah, exactly. You take the good with the bad, really. And I'm, yeah. I'm honestly glad that the that the Me Too thing has happened. I think it's kind of spun out of control a little bit, but I think that um, overall, I think it's done some good. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's kind of my take on it. Yeah. You know, um, I am perfectly in support of anything that's going to call out uh, sexual abusers and people like that. Um, but it's kind of hard when that stuff sort of intersects with, um, people who are just trying to live and people who have made some mistakes and who are like changed people because of it. Uh, for example, the, um, when they fired, uh, James Gunn. Yeah. 
Yeah, I was just thinking of that. Um, I found that, was, it, I saw, that wasn't cool, man. It, it was ridiculous. I, I saw I saw a meme the other day where it was like, you know, Disney saying it was like, you know, we won't stand for these these comments, even though they're like, what, like ten years old or something. Yeah. And then you look at like Disney's history with like the anti-Semitic stuff that they've done, mm-hmm. and like you know, the Hitler jokes and all these different things. I'm like, that's still Disney owned. Double standard. Yeah, I think it's ridiculous. Um, Plus, I think they had to have done a background check on him thoroughly when they hired him in the first place. I mean, it's Disney. I'd be surprised so, if yeah. so he didn't the, know every single thing. Where's the disconnect, huh? Wait, well, I think well, at what point can you say we didn't know about it? Well, of course you did. You hired the guy. What I mean, like, what? I, and, I, and I think the the reason that there's a disconnect there is just media sort of like the um the media really drives the the uh, the narrative behind companies they can destroy yeah. people they can build people up and i think honestly disney got afraid and they're just Look like oh tw- cut ties yeah uh, i mean it happened so, with pewdiepie yeah but then again he said some kind of pretty not okay he said, stuff <laughs> he did say some not okay stuff <laughs> and I'm, I'm i'm glad that he's gone independent because i, I feel like i can enjoy his content more um i agree but 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 i mean i don't know it's 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 a double standard it's a it's a crazy industry to be in and you, i don't know how anybody could really feel safe in it yeah or comfortable you know mm. but yes, um sir. I, that's the way the cookie crumbles i guess <laughs> i I've, i don't think i've ever ever heard someone say that in like a serious tone that's oh, I see it the all way the, time. the cookie crumbles it just crumbles that way mm. well I think that uh, that about wraps it up. Did you have anything else you wanted to add? I really don't. I think we kind of we, we, we talked about it. I think we covered everything. All right. Well, in I'd... closing, um, they did surgery on a grape. They did surgery. Yep, that happened. They did surgery on one. <laughs> <laughs> That's so I'm dumb. loving that. That's um, so dumb. Although, I, I will say... Um, I am looking into getting the podcast on Apple Podcasts. That way you don't have to have your phone open while you're playing it. Um, which I've heard from our fan base is not the best. Um, so I'll be working on that. Try and get that on there. That way you guys can just listen on the go. You don't have to worry about uh, keeping your phone open. Absolutely. Um, do you know so be how to... It Does it cost money to do it? Nope. It's free. Um, you just have to submit it. I gotta. I just gotta get the stuff together, get it submitted, and uh, hopefully it'll be approved. Cool, man. Yep. Very cool. All right. Well, fans of the podcast, we are in the process of making uh, some social media. In fact, by the time this video goes up, we might already have it up. Who knows? It's a mystery. That all depends on my work ethic, and <laughs> that is up in the air at this point. Um, so, uh, if by the time this video is out, there is not any social media. Please, 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 please join our Discord server. It's getting a little hot in there. It's getting a little fiery. We got a few more members Spicy. than we did last time. Spicy indeed, Noah. You can say that again. Spicy indeed. Um, the, meme, the memes are, uh, are flowing. The, yeah. uh, the, political, the political discourse is, is bopping. Not really. It's not really, really no. It's really, it's no yeah. One knows it can, what there's about. some work. Everyone just keeps memeing, you know, and no one cares. And you know what? That's okay. Memes okay. over politics any day. Really. Oh, I would take comedy over anything political any day. I mean, I take make, you know, make me laugh. Take comedy, everything. Um, make but yeah. Me so laugh. that's. 
yeah. So uh, join the Discord that's, server. That's doing well. Um, so we'll have some more stuff for you guys. Yes. Um, all right. Well, that about wraps it up. Thanks so much for watching, and stay tuned for the next episode two weeks from now. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.